Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Sacred Initiations. So throughout the Soul Frequency experience, there's so many conversations about what it is to awaken and all the moving parts and components of that. And like, I just get so deep into that process with each of the soul sisters that are called into the Soul Frequency experience. And we talk a lot about sacred initiations. And I've shared on the podcast, I think it was in 2000, the summer of 2018, maybe, um, you can go back and look. I shared three episodes called The Truth About Transformation, where I went into kind of some detail on my journey and my transformation. And um, I've gotten lots of people that have sent me messages about that and just that that was helpful. Um, because sometimes when we're going through transformation, it's like, wait a second, am I going crazy? Am I, what's going on in my life? Why do I feel called to make all these changes? And there's just a lot of questioning and there's a lot of like new, right? New you, new stuff, new life. And, you know, a lot of wondering if you're making the right choices and what is it that I'm going through? And my friends and family don't really understand it. I mean, there's just so much and it's super helpful to be able to hear the stories of people, right? And to understand that you're in a process and that process is not something that is only happening to you, but it's happening to so many people around the world that this is the time of awakening and the time of healing and to understand what's really going on at a very base level and a very energetic level, I think is super reassuring and helpful. And so my guest today and I, um, at this point in the podcast, I I think we've done like over 300 episodes. So I got to tell you that like, I pretty much just show up to these conversations, just wanting to have an authentic conversation. I don't plan out questions or do a bunch of research. I just feel like I want to drop into the space with my guest and just be able to explore and dance within the energy and whatever comes up, comes up and that it's authentic and beautiful because it came up. Right. And that it's probably what's meant to be said and meant to be experienced. And so after doing this for so long now, that's kind of the way this goes. And so it's fun because I get to show up and meet new people and literally have no idea what's going to unfold or how the conversation is going to go, which makes it really spontaneous uh, for me and hopefully my guest. Uh, but today my guest on the show was absolutely game for that, right? Just having an authentic, open conversation. She even asked me if she could ask me questions. I said, sure, why not? Let's just chat. Um, but what ended up unfolding over this conversation was just beautiful and the sharing and the stories and the heartfelt connection that went on just really moved me. Like I got done with the, the conversation and just thought, 
it's a good day, you know? This was this was satiating and satisfying and soulful and all the things, right? We want from deep connection. And so I really hope you take this episode into your heart and that it touches somewhere deep inside of you um, and maybe even unlocks something for you. So on the show today, BG joined me and she's an energy alchemist, a seer, a healer, and a new earth visionary. She hails from an ancient lineage of Buddhist shamans and ascended masters whose wisdom, teachings, and talents inform her own healing prowess. She is a deeply spiritual child. She was guided to master her mind at the tender age of nine years old. At 21, she was diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma, and she was given six months to live. It was then that Biji detached from her ego orientation, connected with her innermost soul being, and completely healed herself without treatment or surgery. It was the first of many shamanic initiations Biji would endure over her path to mastering her energy and devoting her life to divine service and complete soul freedom. Bolstered by years of discipline, study, and practice, as well as a deep commitment to her soul path, Biji works directly with Avala to transmit the embodied experience of neutrality and wholeness and help her clients consciously align with the highest version of themselves. In her session work with clients, Biji calls upon a vast storehouse of gifts and tools and modalities, including clairvoyance, clairaudience, psychokinesis, EMDR, trauma release, core energetics, tapas acupressure, breathwork, kundalini, and tantric yoga, as well as a diverse array of shamanic energy practices. And of course, a great big bunch of Avala. And we talk about that in this interview. So with no further ado, please welcome Biji to the show. Biji, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, thank you so much, Shauna, for creating this incredible sacred container for us to talk about the most important things ever in life. <laughs> I love it. It's so great. Well, there's so much connection. I mean, obviously, we talk a lot about frequency around here and just going through your beautiful work. I have, you know, spurred on so many questions. Um, and then, of course, ask me anything you want. So, so tell me a little bit about like what the journey to this moment has been for you. So if you were going to encapsulate like everything that led you up to this moment that feels valuable and important, what would you share with us? Oh, <laughs> we've got hours. No, <laughs> the most valuable. I feel. I'm embodying the experience of the most valuable as I take a moment and I slow my energy down and I really check into my heart frequency and tune in for the most valuable message that I can share. That just alone, what I just did to get to what I'm going to share, I feel is the most valuable thing that I could share. <laughs> is that my double talking? I guess, I guess it's one of the practices that uh, I didn't know how to do before I began my journey. I 
would react to life. I would never slow down enough to consider life and deeply check in with the right frequencies. What my soul is having me uh, do in terms of the next steps. I suppose for me, this skill alone has uh, helped me to feel that sense of connection to presence. And I feel that that's where all the magic and miracles are. Our frequency, our energy, our our being is all in our presence. And when masters used to talk about the now and presence, not used to, we still we still talk about the now and presence. Um, I, I suppose this is how we get to embody it within every moment of our day. It, it brings these big esoteric spiritual uh, mind-boggling concepts into something we can digest and incorporate, and it affects our daily, every moment experience in life. So beautiful. So what was it like when you weren't tapped into that heart space and being able to kind of really be in the present moment? Like what was your life experience versus maybe what it is today? Well, um, you know, Shauna, I had a chance to read your story and connect with your story. And I had a similar experience with a cancer scare. Um, When I was 20, I was diagnosed with uh, Hodgkin's disease. And it was pretty advanced stages. I've shared this story before on other platforms, but uh, it was an opportunity for me to either let go and get out of my mind and move into that quantum space of what is unseen and what are the possibilities and how can I get to a place of non-attachment. It was Those were big confrontations that I had to face at a really, you know, pivotal time in my life. I was um, getting ready to have a f- career in uh, network television. Um, and I was building my life, um, you know, according to my mind plans. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're at the living every single day at the butt of the cosmic joke, Yes, exactly. It's a great. It doesn't feel good, right? It feels so much better to be in on the cosmic joke, and now it's okay to be at the butt. I just get to laugh with the cosmos. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. So, so, um, so yes, you know, uh, I had a chance to really take a look at what was important and I was really reflecting on how the people around me my loved ones were reacting and responding to my diagnosis Uh, I was given about six months to live and um, my father he just instantaneously denied that reality he said you do not have that can't you don't have cancer there's a mistake uh, I don't accept this. I mean, basically, I don't consent. 
I don't consent to this. I love it. And that was the that was the only thing he ever said to me about it. That was the first and only thing he said. He just it just wasn't in his reality. And then my mother, I just had a oh my gosh, the coincidence of you uh, asking this question and then taking me back to this. It it just all coming together. Uh, a few few days ago, I had a conversation with my mother, and she actually told me she doesn't really remember. She was shocked. She was actually re-traumatized when I told her about the experience because she blocked it out of her memory. She was in such a state of trauma and shock. Wow, fascinating. So I actually found myself kind of alone in that situation. Um, and I, I feel like maybe in retrospect, I was young enough to just... Um, go in internal and not have too much resistance. And I remember this one night, it was the night before I was supposed to get the um, surgery date to for them to remove or see if they could remove it, the cancer growth. And, uh, and I remember laying in my bed and I could feel this energetic release. And this energetic release came with this um, feeling that went all the way through my entire being. And I just became light. I felt myself light, lighter than any diagnosis, lighter than any reality that I was confronted with or ever will be confronted with or ever have been confronted with. It's as if everything converged into the now space and I made complete peace with the now. And making complete peace with the now did something to my entire frequency. It set its course and the, the coding went in <laughs> and, my, and, the, and my journey was set. And so I feel like in that moment when I became light and I became non-attached to this life and I was okay to leave on every level was when I had the freedom to stay. And so I had to do something with that freedom. And that's been the culmination of uh, everything that I have been through since then to now. So beautiful. It's, we talk about this a lot, like, and it's been coming up a lot. So it's no mistake that you're, you know, sharing your beautiful story, but the way that we don't accept what is and, and find resisting, you know, whatever is in our life. Right. And, and that in that resistance, like we feel that we can somehow muscle things right into the way that our mind wants it to be. And finding that state of being able to totally accept, right. Is actually the way through, like, it feels, I think the mind thinks that if you accept it, you're saying, this is what I, I'm choosing it. This is what I want forever. I'm accepting it. And it, it works differently with the energy. I, I feel like that's exactly the paradox, right? Yeah. Right, Shana? Yeah. That's, that's what the mind can't get when you're on that side of the cosmic joke. And I have been there literally banging my head against the wall going, I can't get this. I don't get it. 
Yeah. I'm so frustrated because I didn't understand that it was something you don't get. You just allow. And I didn't understand that <laughs> because when you're not in that space, you can't understand that because everything's an experience. And that's why I love your soul frequency container, because you really make it by focusing our free in, uh, on the frequency. It invites us to instantaneously get out of our mind and go into the feeling experience of the now, the truth. That's the only truth there is, is everything that you're experiencing right now. And so, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really one of those things where the experience is the embodiment. And it's, we're moving beyond here on the new earth. We're moving beyond a time where you can just know something with your mind. It's not good enough. It has to be embodied within your uh, being and in the expression of who you are. And every, everything is, uh, we, we're encouraging every aspect of your life to radiate that sense of wholeness. So it isn't compartmentalized like it is in the reality that most people are living right now. Yeah, beautifully said. So from from your wisdom, from your vantage point, from your connection to the now, like what is this period of time that we're experiencing? So for me, and I'm sure, I don't know if uh, Shauna, you've been feeling the energy in the last month or like the last three months, I feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Are, aren't, isn't there some part of you that is so relieved that you did the work when you did so that you could be here now with this energy like this? Yes. I am so grateful. I, I knew about 10 years before about the energy that was going to happen in 2020. And so we were, so we were on a path, Miko and I, to prepare everything in order for us to uh, hold space in 2020 for this work. So, uh, so that's how profound this time is. The things that we are being asked to confront and work through used to take lifetimes to have to reconcile with your consciousness things were moving so slow. You can say, in this lifetime, I will have 10 cows before I die. And it would take a really long time <laughs> to manifest those 10 cows because that's how long the energy took for it to come into physical reality, from the dream to the physical reality. Because you have to go through all the chakra systems to manifest something into physical reality, into the now experience. Uh, it took a long time. Now the energy is so accelerated as, as Mother Gaia and her frequency is, is radiating, vibrating on uh, the fifth dimensional reality and above, which is our fifth chakra, our throat chakra, and that's what we manifest with. So we use our fifth chakra to create into physical reality all the upper dimensional uh, frequencies are now getting to be have have no resistance in being created instantaneously at the same time so are all the lower 
all the lower frequencies also have no resistance to uh, fruition in real time. So what people are experiencing and what you may, all your listeners, maybe um, all of you who are listening are experiencing is the sense of collapsing of timelines where you feel the, pra- the, the, you feel the past and you feel the present and you feel the future whatever your version that you're aligning to, and it's collapsing all within your now, and it's overwhelming. And uh, and you have to determine in the moment, like a ninja, which ones you agree with, and which ones are in your, in your service, and which ones are literally taking you down. It's, a, it's an overwhelming time, I feel, yeah. uh, especially if you don't have consciousness to guide you if you don't have that inner connection if you don't have that inner light and that inner guidance it is absolutely um a very very uncertain time uh but with the light with the inner guidance with the connection this is the one of the most exciting times ever and that's why we all came back here to to be a part of this experience because we've always wanted to have that experience of being able to think something into existence through our high heart and have no resistance. This is our playground. This is our time to play. This is the most exciting time to be alive. So you could look at it that way as well. I love it so much. Yes, to all of that. And what's so interesting that I observe because I get to talk to so many people in such an intimate, connected way, is that, you know, and I always think about this too, like there will be patterns and waves, right? Things that I'll, one week I'll talk to, you know, so many people and everyone's kind of experiencing something similar, right? Maybe different fractals of it, but, but it's like, it's like they're feeling the collective energy, right? And the collective energy is like bringing things to the surface. And then I go out into the world, right? And I'm going to the grocery store or whatever, right? <laughs> Doing all the regular things. And, and occasionally, like, I come across, like, people that maybe have zero awareness, right, of, of what's really going on energetically at this time, and yet are having, you know, these thoughts and these emotions and these things come to the surface and really have no reference point, right? For that and that, and, and how that is navigated from a place of just not being aware. Right. And so it's such an interesting, like juxtaposition and vantage point. Um, but so often it's like, you know, I think we, our mind personalizes everything, right? Like I'm just having a bad day or this is, you know, and sometimes I'm like connecting dots and going, wait, there's a lot, there's a lot more going on here. So it's, it's fascinating um, to see these really intense shifts that are going on, on, on all kinds of levels, interacting with people, you know, who are on a conscious path and, and awakening and people who, you know, aren't at this time. And I feel like that is um, bringing more and more to the surface that the work that um, we're doing with our frequencies and consciousness is is absolutely the most valuable currency that's going to uh, resonate throughout this new way, this new earth, this new economy that's going to that that's 
currently coming into fruition is absolutely based on our frequency, our conscious frequency. Yeah, I, I completely agree because it's right now, if you don't have consciousness, it's life or death. That's how intense the planet has gotten yes. in terms of, yeah, yeah. And whereas before, only those people who need to travel to India to find themselves, everybody roll their eyes, you know. <laughs> but now it's gotten to be the everyone's in their own homes going, where do I find myself? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the the issue of coming home to yourself has come home to yourself. <laughs> you no longer are being, you know, it's not just those people who have come to this planet to say, okay, th in this lifetime, I'm going to be a yogi in the cave in India. It's pretty much everyone is being asked to say, to, to you know, ask themselves, are you, are you interested in being in this life as a creator or continue to react in this life uh, without those codes when they're so available to you. It's here, right here for you. Yes, 100%. Tell me about, and I hope I pronounce this correct, is it Avala? Yes, Avala. <laughs> Tell me more. Oh, so when Miku and I set off on our journey, we were told by my oracle I have this one incredibly um I mean he he came here to to make sure that I stayed on this path uh I met him through my sister my sister's a therapist and he's a therapist and one of her friends taught him English he's in Colombia, Bogota, Colombia, and he's a therapist in Bogota, Colombia, and he has this incredible gift, and he's an oracle, and he is so specific, he can tell you down to the day, um, as far as your future timelines, and where your energy bodies are uh, most focused on, so I had, we had this oracle, and he, and he told us that we had to set off on the yellow brick road, we were in Brentwood, Los Angeles at the time, and uh, and my family lived in Laguna Beach. And so um, at the time I had a business, it was a media and, and uh, tech business, and we were just about to take off. Uh, we had you know, a whole team of developers and um, the company was ready to receive funding. Within 24 hours, we could have been completely settled never have to work a day in our life. I got, you know, the offer was that I step down as CEO and uh, just remain as a founder and I could just create. I don't even have to worry about the business aspect of anything. I could just do whatever I want every day. And I received that offer and instantaneously, my soul just said no. And, um, and, after I walked away from that, I just felt like such a failure. I had two, I, we were, I worked on that for two years as a single mother. I mean, I was a single mother for quite some time, but, you know, uh, and I had iterations of this business, but very specifically on this project, I've been working on it for two years. And, and um, I had met Miko at the time, not that long before, like we had met just a, just a year before. And, uh, I just uh, walking away from 
everything that I had worked for just because it didn't feel right. There was no re- rational explanation for it whatsoever. Just instantaneously, my body said no. And so I dismantled everything. We um, uh, let go of all the developers and the, and the, and the uh, council and the partnerships and everything. And two weeks of complete utter depression and not knowing what to do next. Uh, one morning I was, I got up for sadhana practice, which is my daily, it's my daily spiritual practice. And that's the practice that has gotten me to that place of mastery. And so I got up at 3.30 in the morning and I took my ice cold shower and I was in deep in pr- practice. And it came to me very, very strongly that I needed to ask Miko uh, if he and I would like to do something together. I don't know what, but would he like to start a business together? And we could, we could, we could start over. And um, so I invited Miko to uh, out to dinner and we walked in downtown Laguna Beach and I asked him and he took a deep breath and said, absolutely yes. So as soon as we said yes to that, not that long after we were set off on a path. And this path is the path that got us to Avala. Um, We found ourselves in the middle of nowhere uh, in the first winter of our lives. Neither one of us has ever lived in a winter situation and and we've never been in a small town. And Avala had guided us there. And our Oracle is the only one I, I, I had called so many at the time I was in, in a full state of panic. We needed to leave Brentwood and, and, and leave everything that we owned, leave everything behind, disconnect from all our friends and family. We had three days to do it. I called every healer, everybody I knew, <laughs> what am I going to do? What are we going to do? And everyone said it was going to be okay. And we should, we should just relax because everything was going to work out. I, and none of it felt right. And I messaged Pedro, who was the or who was my oracle. And uh, sure enough, he and I hadn't talked to him in several years because that's how it works. Like, until I integrate all of his directives, I don't get to talk to him again. So it's been several years since I talked to him. And he messaged me after I messaged him, and he said, "I have been thinking about you, and I'm <laughs> on my way to Los Angeles. I'm on the airplane. I will talk to you in a few hours." and so he called us and I'm sitting there crying and he said you have to get on the yellow brick road you have to leave within three days you have to sell everything you have to leave everything you are going to be taken on an adventure and you will find yourself on the other side of Oz (laughs) I love it so we say no and and then he you know told us about what's going to happen in 10 years and um we had to prepare. We didn't have time to dilly dally. <laughs> it's like, get on it. <laughs> so, you know, we did, we did. And we followed guidance and we found ourselves in the middle of nowhere in the dead of winter. He, Miko and I looked at each other and we said, we didn't leave our, all our practice and our, and our, um, our careers and everything behind in Los Angeles, just to do the same thing in this small town. We have to figure out why we're here. So we decided um, in in the beginning of the winter, um, we decided not to work 
and we decided to cut off any kind of payment like uh, food stamps or um, support from the government. Our families, we had already disconnected, so they didn't even know where we were. We didn't have any friends and we were in a brand new town and we didn't have any furniture. <laughs> and our children grew up pretty, you know, they grew up with everything. Um, to the point where we would have Christmases where they only played with boxes and wrappers because they were so overwhelmed with the gifts and yeah. they had to decompress. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you, you ever experienced that with, yeah. when you have a lot of kids and you give them all these expensive gifts and you find them later on playing with strings in the boxes in the garage. <laughs> well, yeah. And so our kids have only known that kind of abundance and they were nine and 11 at the time. And I remember letting them know this is what we were planning on doing. And if they were on board and they, they said, yes, they were on board. I, I don't really think, I didn't think that they really knew what they were saying yes to, but then we started running out of food. And as I watched the food supply dwindle, and my faith being truly tested, this is, this was it. Like I kept, you know, I come from my, before I started my own businesses, I, I had, um, my background was in uh, news and I just kept hearing and seeing the headlines of a crazy lady who takes her family to the middle of nowhere in a small town to see if God is real and she could get on the other side of the cosmic joke. I mean, I can already see the crazy headlines and I've killed my family because uh, we starved to death in the dead of winter uh, in some small town and nobody knew we were doing. And that was resonating through my being and the terror and the fear and I was gripped and I every moment of my breath felt like torture. And I, one moment I felt, I found myself sitting on the kitchen floor going, okay, what am I going to make? Cause I have half a bag of rice, a cup, you know, like, like now I'm like really flipping out and I'm ready to call my family. I'm ready to call, say uncle white flag, right? Real God isn't real. All those self-help books, Eckhart Tolle, Abraham Hicks, Fuck you all. Sorry, I don't know if we can say that again. Uh, edit that out. But I was, uh, you know, I was in that place where maybe I was making all of this up and maybe all those people were making all of that up. And I was really losing my faith. And I felt all the terror of my family. I felt that I felt my lineage terror. I felt their terror, my, my parents' terror in, in the unknown. And, um, and then I also felt their courage and then I felt their incredible strength. And so, um, in this process, I confronted every fear and I marinated in it till there was nothing left. And one night, um, there was a breaking point. I it was like 1am and I, I got ready cause I couldn't sleep and I had been up for days and I got ready and I started running in the winter. Like it was, it was very snowy and, um, and I couldn't run anymore. And I found myself on my knees and I felt the overwhelming pressure of the heaviness of my fear and terror and, and, and lack. 
and there was a strange popping sound. And it almost felt like, like a, that was it. You got it. You made it. And I, and I sat there after the popping sound. Frequency, it kind of reverberated, hold on, reverberated <laughs> through my body. And I couldn't feel the terror or the fear anymore. And then I started sitting in the silence and I realized, oh my goodness, I can't feel anything anymore. I can't feel my heart. I can't feel love. I can't feel anything. I can't feel fear. I can't feel doubt. I am in a complete state of absolute nothingness. And I sat there in, in silence. I couldn't even feel the cold. And it felt so good, Shauna. It felt, it felt, nothing felt so good. I have never experienced that kind of lightness in being able to experience absolutely nothing. I never wanted to feel anything again. I loved feeling nothing. And then as soon as I started really enjoying the nothing, the peace, the stillness, the quiet, that was a zero point field. And when I uh, started feeling the joy of that is when the flip side of everything started rushing in. And it was overwhelming after feeling absolutely nothing. The, by the next morning, uh, we had several thousand dollars coming in through our bank account through uh, something that we hadn't even set up. And pretty much from then on, Miko and I have had uh, these type of initiations of being brought to absolute nothing and then being able to alchemize and turn it into everything. And that was, that was pretty much the training ground for this Avala path. And Avala is uh, really the guiding energy for us, you know, for Miko and I to come to this place of being able to appreciate that this frequency is real. It, it is real because Miko experienced it through his body and I, experience, I experienced it through the experience that I just shared with you. And together we were able to get that frequency um, uh, experience and we were able to embody it. And the, the essence of Avala uh, comes from the word Avalakita, which is a Sanskrit word for uh, the compassion of all the gods. And so it's an elevated form. It's an elevated frequency of love. Love has all the human stories attached to it. When I say love to most people, their energies contract. When mm -hmm. I say avala, there's nothing there. It's neutral. And the, the, the frequency that avala holds is that ultimate compassion that comes when you're enlightened, that comes when you are you know, uh, whole within your own being. And when you're whole within your own being, you have no, there's no other option as a way of being than loving all. And through that, you know, through compassion, it's that, it's that unconditional love. There's no expectation and you don't have to receive anything in return. The privilege and honor 
is in the actual frequency of the love. It's the experience of love. I always say not the the story of love. Mm, So beautiful. And I 100% you beautifully described. um, I've made that walk myself, right? So it's, I was just, it's so funny how the connections of information and timing, right, happen. But I just had literally two conversations about this time of feeling so like intensely, like you need to move away from certain things in your life, like, and make huge choices and changes. And yet you have no idea what you're moving towards or what's on the other side of that. But like, truly listening to that call, like this isn't, you know, in your story, like I can't do this deal. I can't move forward with this business. And, you know, just being willing to kind of walk out of your life and, and see what's on the other side of that. And of course, like, you know, all of the fears and all of the doubts and all of the programming and all of the stuff that we get, you know, as human beings put on top of us is tested in those moments. And for me, Uh, my moment was lying face down on my little boy's bedroom floor after a year of just feeling like a victim and crying every single day, not being able to function, not being able to, you know, I had come out of being a businesswoman for all these years. And it's like, I lost everything for a year. Like I couldn't even, I don't know, I could barely put a foot in front of the other. Right. And just shedding and meanwhile convening with nature and having butterflies communicating with me (laughs) and and I'm like wow juxtaposition yeah and it's like my whole world's coming apart but I'm talking to butterflies and I might be crazy (laughs) but that's okay and you know and I just and one night I was literally sitting in my little boy's room and I used to rock him in this chair and I would turn out the lights and it was like my time to cry where I didn't have to worry about anybody else's feelings about that. Oh. And I just would let the tears roll down my face and I would tilt my head back so that the tears didn't fall on him. They would just kind of roll down my neck and, and I would just cry. And I was like having this almost like out of body experience this one night, like where I felt like I wanted to unzip my human suit and literally run out of my body. Like, I was just like, I can't do this. This is so painful. And I put him in his crib and I, my knees just buckled and I ended up face down on his floor, just sobbing like into his carpet and he stayed asleep and I sobbed. And, and I, it was the first time, like, I feel like I broke out of like the ego, right. And the programming. And I just was like, I just was begging God. I was like, what, like, where are you? You know how, like everything was so unraveled. And I was like, show me something like to give me hope. And like, and the I heard these words and it was like, what if you created this? And the second, you know how frequency moves so fast? Like the second those words came through, I literally felt like God betrayed me and left me. Like, what if I created this? I was like, what the F? Like, what if I created this? That's what you have for me right now. Like I'm literally dying here on the floor is what I felt like. And, and I couldn't understand in that moment. I was like, now, not only does my family not understand and nobody understands, but like now God is like, Hey, this is not my problem. And I was just like incensed. And then one second later, it was like, if you created this, you can uncreate this. And I was like, it's like in a, in a split second, I understood those words 
to be this vast, like ocean of information. Like I was having, you know how they say at the end of your life, you have the life review. It's like, I was laying there on the floor going, oh my gosh, did I come to do all of this dance? Like to experience all of this, to hurt like this, to feel the pain, to unravel, to lose so much from my life. Like, is this my orchestration, right? To wake myself up to this other energy. It was like everything in that moment became so perfect. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And I call it getting my marching orders because that night, like, I was shown this process that I now take people through and like where I was in this process and, and how the unfolding was to happen. Cause at that time I would say I'm off on the abyss. Like I'm like, I have fallen off the earth onto an abyss and I might be here forever. Right. This might be the end. This might, (laughs) I have no idea. Right. I'm so far gone that I don't know what coming back even looks like. And that night it was like, Oh, no, you're in this process. Like there's a process to, there's an unfolding that's going on here um, and an initiation. And, and it was so profound. I describe it to people. And I remember even being in an argument with a family member who did not understand this at all. <laughs> that's how you want to explain. And I was like, look, arguing. Yeah. I was like, look, I love that Shauna. Yeah. I was like, arguing about my enlightenment. I was, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I died. Like the person that you knew died. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you. Right. Like, cause that person kept wanting me to be who I had been. Right. And putting you in the old timeline. Yeah. And I was like, and it literally got to the point where I'm like, I don't know what else to say other than I died. Like that person, that part of me, whatever you identify as Shauna is gone like gone. Like, I don't even remember it almost like I can't connect with it. And of course, then that person's really looking at me like my head is spinning on an axis, right? Cause I'm clearly, it's still breathing. And, um, <laughs> and so it was just the wildest experience. And like, you know, I've learned over the years that it is like, I mean, I hold it so close to my heart. It was the high heart awakening. It was, it was so profound and I think like, I'm so glad you shared your experience in this story, because I think that, you know, the conversations I just was having today is like, people are having these experiences like right now, right now. And you know how you, when you were asking what's happening on the planet right now, this is what's happening. Everyone's having their tower moment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. And are you feeling, are you moving this energy through you as well? Are you feeling this as well? Well, it's interesting because this, like this experience happened a long, you know, a while ago, it's been years, like the one that I was just talking about. Um, And, and coming into 2020, I was feeling this great sense of like peace and activation, like almost as if my entire human life has been kind of just bouncing around going, okay, I'm human, right? Like, what do we do here? Right? Like, what are humans what are like to do? That we have what do humans said? like to do? Right. <laughs> and then, and then this, this point came where it's like, this is why you chose to be here. Right. It's like, so the entire past, you know, really year, year and a half has been felt like, oh my gosh, I know why I'm here now. Like, this is, you know, everything that every walk that I've made, every skill that I've built or things that I've mastered all kind of come to this one 
point in time is what it felt like. And so, well, you know, I have appreciation for obviously everything, you know, energetically and, and experiencing that too, feeling it and like, but it's been very much, um, not a time where I have felt like extremely personally challenged, like in a transformative way, but more like capable of holding space for this time and being able to be with people, be a hand to hold, right. And, and sit with people and help them open their hearts, right. And be able to share all of, you know, there's so many emotions you go through and so many experiences on this journey. Um, and having somebody be able to say like yourself, right. Like I get it. Right. I get it because so often it feels like so many people don't understand, right. Like family members or friends or even, you know, partners, like it's, it's really profound to have people to reflect back to you, the experience. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so grateful and, and, um, and honored that you are holding space and you are, you know, that you are able to reflect back to, uh, to everyone that they're not crazy. This is a very organic, normal rebirthing process of your consciousness coming online. And I feel like, I feel like that's, that's, uh, what happened, um, Shauna with you in 2020 is you came online to say that, you know, you're here to move, to help move the collective energy, help transmute and alchemize because you're no longer having to do it for yourself, that you are a a vessel to, um, to be able to serve as the alchemizing engine for the ascension. Absolutely. Thank you. Mm, thank you. This has been so beautiful. I feel like this is such a important conversation and, you know, for everybody listening, like just open your heart space and, and really take this in because the, the most valuable aspect of this whole process that we're all undergoing is being able to, to have support around you, right. And have understanding and guidance and, um, and to be able even just to like exchange stories makes us feel like we're not alone, right? And none of you are alone um, in this process. And I think, you know, if that's one thing you take, like, oh gosh, there's a place to go, you know, where people understand this and that it's not just me on an island um, going through these things. I think that's really helpful and valuable. Sometimes the one thing that a crazy person needs to hear is you're not crazy. The yeah. second thing that a crazy person needs to hear is it's okay to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. It would be weird right now if you are on this planet, not feeling a little crazy. Right? Yes. So it's, much going if on. You're, if you're heart connected and you're sensitive, you should be feeling a little bit crazy right now. And, and just embracing like I said in the beginning, uh, just embracing where you're at now, embracing the now moment. It doesn't seem like that's going to get you anywhere. Like, you know, that you were saying, Shauna, it feels like an oxymoron. Yes. <laughs> it's not something that you want to do. Your mind doesn't want to let go when that's exactly what the mind needs to do in order for the ascension to happen. But this, this new way of being 
um, doesn't allow the frequency of the mind to be in control anymore. No. So everyone has to figure out how to tune into the heart frequency and the work that you're doing, the guidance that you're providing, this podcast, the work that I've been called to do along with Miko, just every day reminding people that connection, breathing, rising in love, seeing things from a higher perspective, doing this deep inner work, having that connection with source. These are the things that are going to truly provide you with the opportunity to create, to, like you said, be the creator of your life. These are essential, essential tools. This is something that we should have been training on and learning since we came to this planet. Right. If we were living in a success, like they, if, if the system was meant for us to be successful. Right. And conscious. And we would be learning how to be happy from the get-go. Right. 100%. Anything that you want to invest money into that's going to expand your awareness in this inner journey is priceless and absolutely worth it. 100%. It's the the foundation from which all flows. Mm -hmm. So good. So, so share where people, I know you guys do some cool stuff, share how people can connect with you and breathe with you. Yes. So all the work, like you said, every single thing that I have been on, uh, that I have been, um, guided on my on my life's journey has culminated to uh, what we have created at the Love All 5D space. And in the Love All 5D space, we provide a certain frequency um, that we touched upon in the podcast, which is a Vala. And we uh, share that through daily free breath work. Miko, he, um, he does breath work with the community it's about 25 minutes every single day we call it soul cycle for the breath it's a it's a way for you to be introduced to this frequency for you to check into maybe it's your time to open up your life as the creator and uh, receive all kinds of support resources and community and opportunities to um begin your journey if you haven't already. And if you are well on your way um, and you've been on your journey and you're ready to up level and invite conscious love into your life and soul fulfillment into your life, and you feel like you've had, you have it all, but you're ready to now experience all of it in your daily life. This is the community that you want to come and participate in because it's a daily reminder. And that's what this is. This um, conscious lifestyle that we're sharing with all of you, and you know, Shauna, you're sharing as well, is not something we only do on Sundays or <laughs> a right. few hours uh, a week. This is this is you figuring out a way to be at peace twenty four seven, no matter what. Mm. Right, and that's ultimately soul fulfillment. So beautiful. PG, this has been such an awesome conversation. I'm so grateful for you being here and sharing this space with us um, and sharing your beautiful journey and your beautiful energy. This is truly the reason why I created this podcast is to have conversations that raise frequency um, and just really impact people's lives. So I think we've done that today and I thank you for that. Oh, 
thank you, Shauna, so much. Thank you to all the soul frequency uh, receivers who are doing the most difficult work by confronting and facing yourself and finding that connection within, which is everything, which is everything to do with uh, your soul fulfillment. And I'm so grateful that uh, I didn't give up on my journey uh, and so many moments where it really is um, the most uh, easiest thing to do to, to give up. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't so that I can uh, meet with you, Shauna, and realize that it really was for everything that, um, that I couldn't have known until I took the journey. So my encouragement, invitation, and gratitude goes to all the journey takers. <laughs> yes. Hear, yeah, hear the journey to yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. You guys are amazing. And thank you for being with us. And, um, and thank you again, um, Biji, for your beautiful energy. It's been amazing. Thank you, Shauna. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.